the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Praise be the most holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen. My dearly beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, today we shall praise the Lord together, the Lord Almighty, the King of creation, the King of heaven and earth. O my soul, praise Him, for He is your health and salvation. Let all who hear now to His temple draw near, joining in glad adoration. One of the most amazing things in this uh, time of the year that we see, summer starts uh, revealing itself. There is more sunlight, uh, there is warmer time outside. You know, things are super very nice now until we start complaining about how hot it is outside. However, in the meanwhile, uh, we thank the Lord and uh, we enjoy this beautiful Sunday in which we um, actually draw near the Lord, in which we draw near one another, in which we try to start enjoying the nature outside, especially in Colorado um, area and other regions in the United States. And uh, we enjoy with that the diversifying beauty, the images of the nature, the water, uh, the snow that is melting on the mountains, the prairies, uh, the flowers that are blossoming, and uh, the trees. With this, today we want to pray. We want to praise the Lord. And I want to offer him the praises in Psalm 145, in 145, as we praise God's majesty. Remember in the book of Revelation, chapter 16, verse 5, we state, Lord, you are the just one who was and who is. So let us pray today, my friends, inspired by many stories that, of which we will speak today, one of which is St. Christopher uh, Magallanes and Companions. Um, you know, uh, the uh, Cristero movement in Mexico, uh, when people were killed for their faith, we would read more about this. And we pray also as we celebrate uh, um, this past week, uh, the unfortunate incident, uh, the brutal blasting murder of Nigerian Christian student uh, Deborah Emmanuel, who was killed uh, on May 12, uh, 2022. She was declared um, basically as a blasphemer against the Muslim uh, religion, and uh, a mob of Muslim students in Nigeria killed her um, in her college on her college campus. They actually burned her alive, and they stoned her before that to death. It is just 
a horrible story. But um, in, in, in the context of the spirit of Deborah Imania, this Nigerian student was murdered uh, um, by a Muslim mob um, um, a year ago, uh, where she spent her final hours with a closest friend uh, who has shaped exclusive details of the brutal killing with, uh, you know, the Catholic National Register um, uh, and, and uh, of course, um, with um, and many media who covered her story. Um, I would read to you more about what happened to Deborah on the day of her murder. But going back a hundred years ago, and in a um, little bit less, to 1927 in Mexico, we also want to uh, celebrate and recall the memory of um, Father St. Christopher Magallanes and his uh, companions. You know, along with 21 other priests and three lay companions, they were all martyred between 1915 and 1937. They were either killed by being shot or by being hanged throughout eight Mexican states. And this was due uh, to their membership in the Cristero movement. And Magallanes erected a seminary uh, in Totatique, or Totatiche, and he and his companions secretly and ministered to the faithful. The last words uh, heard spoken by Magallanes were from his cell when he shouted, I am innocent and I die innocent. I forgive with all my heart those responsible for my death, and I ask God that the shedding of my blood serve the peace of our divided Mexico. You know, uh, uh, Magallanes and uh, the 21 other priests and all the companions were beatified by Pope John Paul II and declared as martyrs in 1992. And then they were canonized by Pope uh, John Paul II at the second jubilee of the Catholic Church, uh, basically in year 2000, commemorating their martyrdom in Mexico. With the Christian war, the story that is behind it, what we hear on Mons or what we learn from history, if people even know about it, and the story of uh, Deborah Imania, the Nigerian student who was burned alive, stoned to death in Nigeria, all these incidents happened uh, during the month of May. Um, you know, Deborah was killed on 12, 2022. And if we look at the story of uh, St. Christopher Magallanes, was killed on May 21st in 1927. This is when we commemorate them. With all of these, we want to commemorate today and want to pray for all the persecuted Christians in the entire world. My friends, every time on our radio show we cover some of these stories, it's definitely to remind us of something that is constant in our United States of America. There's something nice about us in America. It's religious freedom. You know, for us and our mission of hope and mercy, religious freedom in the Bible and the American Constitution is America's greatest gift to a world tormented by hate and religious persecution. This is why in places like such as this radio show, and uh, we have another radio show on another radio as well, we uh, try to come to you every Sunday, telling you stories, whether from the Bible, whether from the history of the saints, whether um, from the political world, or the stories of Christians who are being persecuted and killed because of their faith. Because I do believe that you, myself, and us included, and all of our listeners, we can be the Good Samaritan. We can together join the mission to save lives from all kinds of persecution, forms of rejection, neglect, and we can also help one another to confirm people in God's holy image, God who is the author of all goodness. You know, people like us 
What would drive us to put ourselves in danger? What would guide us to raise our voice in order to represent the voiceless people, the people who did not have no one to tell their story? If you look closely at the story of Deborah Emmanuel, the young student in Nigeria, she spent um, those five, six less hours of her life thinking that this uh, mob attack is going to end and that she's going to go back to pass her exams, actually, because on that day, she had exams at 12 noon. And by 1 p.m. when she was still being tormented and attacked and dragged outside. And by the way, police officers equal to our FBI agency in the U.S. So basically, Nigeria's Secret Service people were present. At least 15 officers from the police, they were present and they did not save her. They, they, they She was soaked in gasoline and they started beating her outside and they, she really bleeded horribly. And then they burned her alive and they, they, they declared her that blasphemer because she basically held on to her faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Those stories, of course, on a day like this, on a day like Sunday, uh, we call it Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. We may not want to necessarily hear, you know, because it might change the way we like to spend our Sunday day. But we try to keep it light because there is a lesson to be learned from all of these incidents. One, what can we do as Americans? Two, how much we should appreciate the peace and um, the stability and the religious freedom, the potentials, the opportunities, the capabilities, just uh, the freedom of conscience, the freedom of our way we want to spend our time or be on campuses or be in our churches or places of worship or not to be at all. I mean, for God's sake, today in America, we even have satanic groups who are freely, I guess, exercising their things and, and in some instances are being protected by religion, even though they, they really desecrate other religions. So in America, you know, we, we have this, this uh, huge spectrum. And on that spectrum, it seems that including even some forms of may not necessarily be um, good by the standard of what's commonly known as good. Yet we still respect and we still try to protect the freedom of the people, regardless of what they practice. Um, but of course, I do recommend that we pay attention because we must not go against God's divine will. How do we decide based on our common sense? If something hurts life, it's not from God. If something hurts the safety of human beings, expose them to death. It's not from God. If something exposes people all the way to the point that it drastically changes the uh, normality of our life, this is not definitely from God. Um, but that's why we should open a conversation. We should talk about uh, our freedoms, our religious freedoms. We should talk about uh, the Christian persecution in the world. Why is Christianity the largest religion that is experiencing a global persecution today in the world. You know, if you come to look at it, in fact, there is only 4% Christianity remaining in the Middle East. If you look at it today, there is a 360 million Christians who live in countries around the world where they suffer a tremendous amount of persecution. If you tell it today, every year, Every year, 3,829 Christians, that's almost 4,000 Christians every year, are being abducted. Every year, at least until 2023, the statistics were from 2022, about little less than 6,000 Christians, little less than 6,000 Christians were killed in 2022 for their faith in Jesus Christ. You know, if you look at an average 
there is an average of 13 Christians killed every day for their faith. This is not to forget that the number of church buildings that are attacked or destroyed exceeds 5,100 churches. These statistics, you know, I, I pulled them out from uh, the 2022 World Watch List report from Open Doors, and I compared them to other statistic agencies to think I see the things I am seeing here in Lebanon myself, um, as Lebanon is in crisis, as we say, and that we have opened our center um, to protect religious freedom, an observatory um, for the persecuted Christians and to protect um, their religious freedom. I'm saying all of this because really the church on earth is is really passing through a scandal. It's suffering. The church on earth is really suffering. The church as a community of the faith. The church also as a people who uh, were baptized um, may not be necessarily live in their religion, live in their faith, but sometimes because they are associated with a uh, religion, being Christian, or with a color in some instances, and places, they become persecuted because of their religion. It is important that we talk about these things in the United States. It is important that we understand we ourselves could be guided by the Spirit of the Lord. And in light of the Holy Gospel, we actually could toil together to save the persecuted slog, whatever that might be. You know, with this, it's always my initial, my initial aim from this radio show, uh, part of which we tell those stories, is to uh, protect and to preserve Christianity um, and its roots. Today, the branches of Christianity are being attacked. The branches in China, the branches in the Americas, the branches in Australia, the branches in Canada, the branches in Europe. Yet the roots of Christianity have been attacked. If you look statistically in the Middle East, and you look at that, there is today 4% Christianity in the entire Middle East. It's scary. If you look at the statistics of Nigeria, for instance, you know, Nigeria is the largest black nation on earth, the largest black nation on earth. The numbers of population in Nigeria exceeds 200 million, 200 million. There is at least about 100 million Christians in Nigeria. This is all half of the country, if not more, in certain states. You know, Nigerian Christianity has in it about 57 Catholic dioceses. 57 Catholic dioceses. Not counting the other Christians, there is about 35 million Catholics in Nigeria. So imagine the, the other numbers of Christians to, to make up 100 million Christians in Nigeria. But they are persecuted every day. They are being driven out of their properties, driven out of their homes. The Fulanis, uh, you know, Boko Haram um, kidnaps their children, takes them to sexist slavery camps. If you look at the story of the sad story of Leah Sharibu and her mother Rebecca Sharibu, until today, uh, she is still hostage by Boko Haram and he will never liberate her, nor him. She's still taken. And she was 14 years old. She actually was younger. Last year, I do believe she celebrated her 14th or 16th birthday, being uh, the only sex slave who was taken by Boko Haram still in custody based on her religion. That's why, because she refused to renounce her faith in the Lord 
and Savior Jesus Christ. Like her in the same country of Nigeria, last year in May 20, um, in May 12, um, this beautiful young college student, Deborah Emmanuel, was killed because of her faith in Jesus Christ. So for us in America, to learn lessons from these, it's an important fact. Unless America wants to denounce Jesus Christ, of course. But I don't think so, because in our American constitution, or, uh, um, you know, uh, um, in, in our bones, in our DNA as Americans, we love freedom. We may love freedom in the wrong way sometimes, right? But we cherish a freedom. We never commit violence. We try not to commit violence when it comes to freedom of others. But why do these stories of persecution happen in the world? So we want to pray together for all these people, for all these persecuted people. And I want to ask you to continue standing united with our mission of hope and mercy and help us to protect, to preserve Christianity and its roots. Help us to restore hope, faith, and love uh, to all the children of God in Lebanon and the Middle East, wherever where that might be. You know, we serve in our mission based on the two greatest commandments of God, the love of God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. So we are not just a charity mission. Uh, you know, the apostolate of Our Lady of Hope, St. Rafka Mission of Hope and Mercy, we aim to protect and to promote the body of Christ in its fullness. We are the faithful in action. We truly defend the religious freedom. We protect the human rights of all the people. And we serve the persecuted Christians and other innocent sufferers by means of awareness, by means of charity through food, charity through medication, charity through housing, charity through urgent surgeries. And we stand as a united front of Christians of all church traditions to safeguard the natural law etched by God in our hearts for the sake of peace, for the sake of love, for the sake of coexistence, and life with dignity for all. And I'd like to um, spend the, um, the rest of my time um, definitely um, praying together. We want to pray today with the Psalm um, 145. And um, in this Psalm uh, 145, we want to praise God's majesty joining each other with the angels in heaven and with all the people of good faith on earth. O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help him. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. I am I. I will give you glory, O God, my King. I will bless your name forever. I will bless you day after day and praise your name forever. The Lord is great, highly to be praised. His greatness cannot be measured. Age to age shall proclaim your works, shall declare your mighty deeds, shall speak of your splendor and glory. Tell the tale of your wonderful works. They will speak of your terrible deeds, recount your greatness and might. They will recall your abundant goodness, age to age, shall ring out your justice. The Lord is kind and full of compassion, slow to anger, abounding in love. How good is the Lord to all, compassionate 
to all his creatures. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Hallelujah! God has raised up Christ from the dead and given him glory. Hallelujah! Here we go, my friends. We ask the Lord to be near to all who call upon his holy name in truth and increase the dedication of uh, those who serve his most holy name. I ask God to hear our prayers and to save us uh, that we may always love and praise his holy name. Amen. So, um, on our radio show with the leftover times, did you ever think, um, you know, based on the stories I just told you about the, the Cristero War in Mexico between 1917 and 1932, I believe, um, and then also um, the martyrdom of St. Christopher Magallanes and his campaign during the Cristero War in Mexico, and, and also if you look at the um, story of beautiful Deborah Emmanuel in Nigeria last year on May 12, 2022, this young Christian college student was brutally killed, accused by Muslim students with blasphemy. Can Christianity today coexist in a society that allows the murder of people because of their faith? Really, do we have a responsibility, we as Americans, to stop this madness, to stop this violence? Will this violence ever occur in our country? Well, if you look at the measures of um, certain drastic measures taken by many institutions uh, when when we were fighting against the coronavirus, right? Um, I think faith got affected. Um, certain groups with the specific ideologies, uh, I, I do believe they also focus on attacking Christianity, thinking and claiming that Christianity is, is uh, causing them um, not living their way to be and somehow, whether based on sexual preferences or whether based on ideological uh, belief systems. Uh, um, we, we, we do suffer in the United States a little bit from attention. There is a form of oppression. So we do need the angels, right? And uh, the ranks of angels in heaven who are called the, the host of heaven. I'm sure amongst these angels, there are warrior angels. Um, I'd like to spend an episode with you next time. And I started today. We want to see how do they operate? You know, what keeps the faith going on earth? What gives courage to these martyrs who they go basically to be killed? They are burned alive. They are slaughtered by sword or they are shot by guns or being dumped in a sea to sink in deep water. What gives this uh, fortitude, this fortitude to these Christians to stand up to their persecutors? Not only accept death in the name of Jesus Christ and for the sake of the faith, but to forgive, to forgive their killers. It's amazing. But also there is today in uh, Christianity, there is an internal persecution going on. You know, Satan sneaked into the church, unfortunately. Good priests are fallen, pastors are fallen, or they are under attack or oppression. And the wrong kind of people, I guess, and today there is a huge amount of wrong people who might have basically claimed all the climb, the climb all the way up to a high level of leadership in church congregations or in the church in general worldwide. Why do persecutions still happen despite that we have a trillions of angels in heaven? And we want to see how can we unite our angels. So what are angels like? You know, uh, what do they what do these angels do? And you know we have nine friends of angels. 
uh, you know, St. Francis de Sales, St. Francis de Sales says, make yourself familiar with the angels and behold them frequently in spirit, for without being seen, they are present with you. This actually is a consoling statement by St. Francis de Sales to know that the, our guardian angels is a part of this army of God who will support us and will protect us here on earth and definitely they will guide us uh, with them all the way to heaven. You know, there are nine ranks of angels um, and, and these angels are basically qualified each according to their angelic knowledge. There's angels who are so superior in their angelic knowledge. They are another ranks of angels who have more universal knowledge uh, of the truth and there are inferior angels as well whose job is actually to protect the human beings. And so these connect us between us and God. For these angels, um, who each uh, choir of the nine ranks of these angels, um, we know some of them. For instance, the archangel Mikael, uh, the archangel Gabriel, the archangel Raphael. Uh, with these angels and others, um, I want us um, to speak about this in our next episode, because... These are completely spiritual beings who have no bodies uh, or wings, most likely. But we know, for instance, they come to the help of God and they affirm God's love and God's will and God's knowledge and God's order in the heart of humanity. Today, we want to pray for our guardian angels together. I want to tell them, my guardian angel, be near us in times of trouble. Be near us at all times, in days and at night. To guide, to govern, to hold, and to care for us and to save us from all animosity, especially St. Michael the Archangel. Pray for us. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.